Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Timmy V. Mm -hmm. right. What was that noise? That was like... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> we... Surprise, you got it right. <laughs> We talk about horror movies on this show. It's a horror movie podcast. Mm -hmm. It is October, which means it is the October Thon 2019, and we are doing episodes every single day. This episode is about the Banana Splits movie from earlier this year, which is a kind of weird horror movie spin-off to the classic Banana Splits TV show, which I have never seen. In fact, I only ever heard the song originally because uh, there was a cover of it in Kick-Ass. Uh, in 2010 oh, really? um, i was not familiar yeah. with this show at all um when i saw the trailer for this i thought it was just like made up characters i didn't know yeah, it was actually too. based on a thing from like the 70s or whatever so um news to me no uh, me as well and it's surprising because i feel like a lot of people uh that i've seen talking about the movie are know exactly what it what, what it is like and every person i've mentioned it to or that i've seen talking about it is like oh based on that like cartoon show and i'm like what cartoon show like i like i, I knew it was based on something like when it was coming out because of the description of it but i this was a complete blank thing I, I don't think i ever saw this as a kid or if i did i don't remember it na 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 Okay, I'll, I'll do it once. It's out of my system. <laughs> I won't do it again. So, yeah, we'll start spoiler-free, of course, as we always do. We'll give you a warning in the middle before we go into spoilers. Uh, Banana Splits uh, is actually the, the TV show exists in this movie. It is, you know, uh, I assumed it was people in, in outfits, but at least in the movie, it's uh, ro robots, it's animatronics who are dressed as yeah. the big, furry, sort of, you know, animal characters. There's four of them. And their main character... Um, well, the main character arguably is the mum, uh, Beth, but uh, the sure. young son, uh, Harley, is a big fan. He's a little bit too old for it now, but he's a big fan. And for his birthday, they are taking him, the entire family's going to a TV taping of the Banana Split show. And that's kind of where things go haywire. And of course, it's a horror movie, so the Banana Split's animatronic characters start murdering people. So <laughs> that's the premise <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's it's got a family dynamic. You've got the older brother who's like nineteen, who's a bit of a bit of a loser, but kind of looks out for his brother a little bit. You've got the stepdad. Well, he's well, he's the main. He's the, he's Harley's dad, but he's the nineteen-year-old stepdad. He's he's a new husband mm -hmm. or newish. Um, and you've got a family unit. They also take like a, another kid who's not really a friend of Harley, but like is kind of forced to go along to be nice. Uh, not not by Harley's parents, by her parents, <laughs> mm. which makes sense. Yeah, that'd be nice. Going to this birthday thing, going to watch the banana splits. Yeah. So, yes, and we're interested in various other characters along the way, other people who are at the taping, some people who work at the mm. TV, you know, uh, set. Uh, you know, the the page, the t the <laughs> whose mm. name Page, who which yeah. they joke about multiple times. And you know the, the the director and the the exec and the producer and all that like we get we get a bunch of these characters uh, who are basically obviously lining up to be killed because uh, it's kind of a slasher movie once it gets going in a lot of ways just there's more than one. And in fact, there's a scene ripped right out of a Leprechaun movie, so we'll talk about that uh, <laughs> when we get there because you know Tim loves the Leprechaun movies. Uh, but Tim, uh, did you enjoy the Banana Splits movie? 
Um, yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I don't think it was like amazing, but I didn't think it was like that bad. Um, I, I, I think maybe like my main problems with it is, uh, it, you know, it's like a fun premise. Um, again, I have no connection or nostalgia to these characters. So I, I wonder if that hampered it a bit for me. Like, um, you know, if it is something you watched as a kid, like it probably would be a lot crazier and wilder to, you know, watch this. But, you know, as having no clue who or what these things are, um, I, I don't think it had, you know, as much of a connection to me. And I don't think the movie really uh, tries to give any background to it. Like all you really know are the fact that, you know, it's a kid's TV show. Um the uh like the I, I think there's like enough fun deaths and you know it you know it's a short 90 movie that moves along fast enough that makes it okay but um i don't know i do have like some like logic problems with it which is probably um not the kind of thing you should be thinking about you know in these types of movies but uh, there is weird stuff like yeah why the hell are they robots like why like i mean i, I get it in the story because it's uh you know, you want the robots to go high wire and start murdering people. Yeah. But in like a real world sense that those would never be robots. No, it would just, just be people in costumes. <laughs> one minute, Tim, I ask a question. You have argued sure. with me repeatedly that Chopping Mall is a sci-fi <laughs> movie because it's robots. So are you going to argue that the Banana Splits movie is also a science fiction film and not a horror film because it's robots? it's a really tough question because they're robots, but they don't look like robots. <laughs> you know what I mean? They've got a furry coat. They've got a furry coat and that makes it okay. Oh. Yeah, that's, it makes it a little more horrific. <laughs> I did think of that uh, as well, though. That was, uh, that was uh, funny. Uh, the one like last complaint uh, I'll have, uh, and then I'll... Uh, turn the microphone over to my esteemed colleague here uh is that <laughs> goddamn right i'm esteemed <laughs> uh it's and and again like maybe i'm thinking too hard about this kind of movie but like the characters were just so uh and i feel like i've been saying this a lot but they were just so surface level like there was like no depth at all to them like you know uh, you mentioned the dad it's like he is such a you know typical like over the top mm -hmm. like workaholic bad dad uh, and you know exactly like you know what's gonna happen and stuff and then like uh, you know and then same with like you know the other characters like you have like oh like the stage dad that wants to get his daughter into acting and then like the super uber fan that knows way too much and isn't like afraid to you know tell you about it and he's, get super excited. He's also an influencer. He's always on his uh, live yeah. streaming yeah. on Instagram and, <laughs> and whatnot. And it's just like, and, and those are fine, like characters to have, but again, uh, that's all they feel like. They just feel like, uh, these over the top annoying characters. There really is no like, you know, depth at all. Like they don't ever actually feel like actual people. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I mean, I have other stuff <laughs> to talk about, but I'll, uh, I'll let you get a, a word in. Oh, too kind, Tim. Too kind. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was okay. Um, I think... I don't know if it quite lives up to the potential of the premise. I think I'll say sure. I, the things I would say are good about it, and these might sound like backhanded compliments, but I actually I do mean this. 
is that I think it's paced just a bit right for the story. Mm-hmm. I think the structure and pacing feels like an 80s or 90s uh, direct-to-video movie. Like, I was thinking of things sure. like Demonic Toys. I was thinking of things like... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, but like there's, I, I, It felt kind of like it was harkening back to a different era of horror movie. And like, I, was, I could see this as like a full moon movie yeah, or something like absolutely, that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and I, I, I think that's outside of it worked. I think the characters, while I agree they were very thin, I think they actually did an okay job with them in that, okay, at least I understand who each of the characters are. That They're not annoying characters. You know, they're a bit bland, sure, sure but they're, 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 they're likable enough. You know, the mom seems nice enough. The, the, the older brother is a bit douchey, but he clearly cares about his little brother, so... You know, he comes across with a little bit of a heart. Um, it is very thin. They're not exactly, you know, rife with uh, with depth or anything like that. But it, it it gives me a bunch... Of, it's almost like a comfort blanket. It's like this comfort blanket of, like, tropes from a different era that I, I'm, I'm okay with them doing. I think for sure. me, um, I don't think once the robots started killing people, even though a couple of the deaths are fun... I don't know if their presence ever really became what I felt it should be or what I wanted from it. Like, no. I never quite, I don't know, like, there's a couple of moments where people will walk around the corner and they'll be like, you know, one of the, the big stuffed animatronics will be, you know, just mm-hmm. standing there and it's meant to be like this creepy moment. And mm-hmm. I feel there's a way to do this. And I, I think, you know, people were joking when the trailer of this came out that they're basically doing Five Nights at Freddy's and they're, they're not this is not Five Nights at Freddy's at all people are saying that because of the animatronics but the whole po- mm. thing about Five Nights at Freddy's is is that it's about someone stationary trying to like mm. sort of protect themselves from one room and mm-hmm. uh, but more specifically I'd say even if you took that out mechanically mm. the, the core thing that Devine defines Five Nights at Freddy's is the idea that you never see them move you just look away, mm. you look back, and they've moved, right? You get that sort of creepy doll kind of thing happening. Uh, this yeah. isn't that. This is this is just a slasher, you know, thing with these big animatronic characters, you know, hitting people with hammers mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever else they're doing to kill people, strangling them and whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's okay. I, I think it wasn't a painful watch. It was an easy enough time to get through. It, it wasn't mm. quite the B-movie goal that I was hoping it was going to become, but it was yeah. also never offensively bad or annoying and maintained kind of a nice, decent level of, like, yeah, that's just fine. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I agree 100%. Like, it's, uh, yeah, it's not going to rock the boat in, uh, you know, any, you know, in any, uh, you know, spectacular way. But uh, it, it's also not, like, a bad watch. Like, it, it's not like I was watching it going, like, oh, I can't believe I have to put myself through this. I was like, oh, no, like, I had fun. Uh, watching this just um yeah it's not like you know gonna um, you know skyrocket to like my list of favorite horror movies or anything yeah um, it, it didn't have that uh really annoying direct-to-video look that some of these things can have um and i mm-hmm. say that because i watched this after another movie we're recording today that we're doing next. <laughs> um, oh boy <laughs> uh, more more than that when you i don't know when in the month this is going to be going out but just uh mm-hmm brace yourself for uh for howling reborn later in the month that's what i'm saying <laughs> uh, so no it's not bad it's not bad i think it's an easy enough time it's like the sort of thing where i wouldn't i would not rent I would, I would not recommend spending money on it but if it pops up on on you know prime or netflix or shudder or whatever you've got access to streaming and it's just there for free then sure put it on and it'll yeah. be a fine thing to have on 
yeah, like this to me is like the textbook definition of a streaming movie. Like, uh, yeah. it, it's not something you need to go out and like, it, this isn't something that you watch and you're like, oh man, like I wish I could have gotten the theater experience for this. Uh, but it is like, you know, something that maybe you just kind of stumble upon. You're just looking for something you haven't seen yet. And then you watch it and, you know, um, you know, it's not painful, but, uh, yeah, it's yeah, like a, it's a shame. A little bit of enjoyment. I feel like there's just a little bit of a spark that's missing that would put it into, mm. um, obviously not a great movie, but like there's just a little bit of a spark missing. Maybe maybe the kills or maybe the the menace of the villains or or the characters being yeah. a bit more wacky. I'm not sure what it is, but there's just a little bit of a spark. You can see what it's going for. You can see what sort of cheesy B movie it's going for. But there's something that just doesn't quite hit that finish line. It doesn't quite cross that line. Um, yeah. So even though it does a couple of things that are meant to feel crazy uh, towards the end, they don't really feel like it feels like okay, that's cute. You're trying, you're trying to do this thing, but it, you know. Um, <laughs> so, so it's a little bit frustrating in that sense. But it's a really, really easy watch. It's, it's not, it's not a bad time. It's just kind of forgettable and n- never quite the, never quite has the charm that. I think you're hoping that it might, you know, because I think I think for the first like half hour I was thinking, well, this might be good. You know, once this gets going, this this might be what I want from this, and it never quite hit it. Yeah, yeah, got in the vicinity, but never <laughs> quite hit it. Yeah, I agree with that. Good, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about this uh, earlier, but it just popped in my head. There was a. Um, I think I think it was the same line, but I I was complaining about uh, this would be like a, a little older by now. But earlier when we were recording news for a past episode, I was complaining about a this really annoying line uh, that I hate that people say. And I think it's in this movie as well, uh, and so that just made me mad again. <laughs> Well, tell the audience what the line is. You can't leave them hanging like that. Jeez. Uh, like I was complaining about uh, this uh, trailer that ends and like someone just looks at the camera and says, well, that just happened. And uh, it's, uh, again, a very stupid line. I hate when people say it. it's just hacky and not good and annoying when people say it in real life. And then, uh, yeah, I believe there's a scene where that um, little girl says it. Um when the kid is kind of like uh, doing like the dance with the elephant character. Um, and I think the girl says that off screen and uh, I just remembered it. And uh, I, I don't want to, I hate making fun of like kids, but I do think the kids in this were really bad actors, uh, especially that uh, the, that girl Zoe, uh, I thought was really not, not good. Like some of the line delivery was just like, woof. Uh, but it does feel kind of weird to I wonder, like, judge I wa- a kid. I wonder if that, watching but... this soon after Tigers Are Not Afraid has really affected your opinion on most kid actors because the kids in that were <laughs> fantastic. So that's true. That's I, true. I, I wonder if that's maybe uh, affecting that. Mm. Um, I never really noticed the kids uh, being, you know, noticeable. I, I mean, not that they're good, but like comparatively speaking, on on the on the spectrum of kid actors i never noticed them being particularly egregious but i mean i'm not going to argue with it i mean they're not the the worst in the world but i they definitely ain't the best that's for sure okay okay uh so yeah i guess we'll give the spoiler warning uh but before we get into spoilers though uh i'll go to patreon.com slash tv 
where you can support us for as little as one dollar per month and for that one dollar per month you get a bonus exclusive episode of streams after midnight every single month in fact this month in october thought you're getting four but um, every other month you get the one so uh go over and have a look and then at the five dollar tree you get voting rights and so on and so on and you get more and more stuff uh so go and have a look and see if you want to support us and keep all the content coming um but yeah also something i want to remind you before we get into the spoilers as well is uh at the end of the month we're doing uh you know it's just a, a a countdown a top 50 horror movies countdown which is not our top 50 it's your top 50 it is a voted for top 50 by the male fuzz tv community by the screams after midnight audience uh where you send in your top 25 or top 50 whatever you choose if you, if you don't feel you can do a top 50 you can just do a top 25 uh, ranked numbered in order because uh, you know, number one gets X amount of points number two gets Y amount of points so on and so on um, you can send in your list to mftvquestions at gmail.com the deadline is the 20th of October and there'll be a two part results show with me and Tim as I reveal the, the winners, the ranking and Tim will sit there and react uh, to <laughs> how good or bad your, your voted for list might be mm-hmm. so uh, that is the plan so make sure you go do that um hey uh so yeah spoilers for the banana splits movie so yeah right away the the the, the stepdad is very dismissive doesn't want to go to this mm-hmm. banana splits thing he kind of takes credit for getting the tickets when it was the it was the mum beth who who arranged it all um and he's like constantly checking his phone and trying to find an excuse to leave yeah yeah and- although how early did you call that he was just having an affair that it wasn't actually work stuff uh, fairly early on, like it wasn't like my immediate first thing, but I think after a while, like once he was like really like, because uh, because at first I, I thought it was like he didn't mind being there, but he just wanted to find a place to talk on his phone. But once you could tell that it was like, oh no, he generally wants to leave, then it kind of felt like uh, a little bit more. And uh, so what I found crazy is uh, obviously he's cheating. Hey, big surprise! Um, but like what was crazy to me is as soon as he's found out by uh the wife or you know his wife um there's like no like uh like he he doesn't try to reconcile or explain anything at all like as soon as he's found out he's just immediately like all right well screw you i'm out of here anyway (laughs) like yeah he, he doesn't even like attempt to be like honey it was a mistake like let's talk about this let's work this out it, it's just like he's like well i wanted to leave anyway and then i'm like immediately calls his mistress like it's kind of crazy yeah my age just freed up honey that's that's uh let's do yeah. something today <laughs> um also i love when she checks his phone and she's looking through like the texts and she sent you know all these like photos of her in her like underwear or or nighty or whatever and i couldn't help but feel like almost every photo was just the same photo with different a different like set of underwear on like it was like she kept <laughs> posing the exact same way and i'm like what why do you keep sending these and why because the impression is is that she's been texting them all day and she sent them like four different potential underwear options like <laughs> like yeah. and i'm not i'm not saying like they had to show nudity or something like that. i just it feels weird it just it didn't make much sense to me <laughs> like they're all the same photo mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it was uh that was kind of strange and like I feel like I have like a lot of like little issues with stuff like this where, um, you know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but like it kind of takes me out of the movie a little bit, like when this kind of stuff happens and I'm like, wait a minute, like 
yeah, why why are they sending like pictures like that? And why is he so like, you know, eager to just like straight up leave this family and everything when it's like, uh, and again, it's like, you know, this type of movie you're probably not supposed to think about it too hard, but a lot of stuff like that like would stick out in my mind. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, we never get to see the older son, uh, Mitch, punch him in the face because I think that was something that felt yeah. like it was building up to, it, but it never happens. Oh, sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he he gets chased because one of the one of the split characters has a little car that he's driving around. Which, and and I gotta say, like I <laughs> well, on the other episode we recorded, we were <laughs> talking about how we're not good with re- remembering names, and it's like yeah, good luck remembering the names of any of these characters. They're all like like what Flegel or Spiegel or <laughs> it's like something like that, like weird nonsensical things. Um. Yeah, there's like an f- elephant, a cat, Flegel, a... Snarky, Dripper, and Bingo. Okay. All right. <laughs> there's your roster of animatronic yeah. characters. Uh, anyway, you're getting chased around, and they sort of play it for comedy, where he gets the security guard, and the security guard's mm. heads like chopped <laughs> off, and then he gets run over. Of course, the, it, that does lead to the fact that he's still alive at the end, and he shows up after everything's yeah. like over. And mm-hmm. you know, Beth is just like, no, I want a divorce. Piss off! I'm not, I'm not putting <laughs> up with you. And then he actually gets run over and killed for real, uh, mm-hmm. by another character to kind of almost uh, sets up a potential sequel. It's like, hey, if we're going to do more, yeah. this is this is how we get more. <laughs> Which is uh, kind of an interesting turn uh, for that character. I think her name was Poppy, who yes. basically becomes a. Uh, uh banana split herself yeah she she's the girlfriend of the influencer guy who's a big fan and they're so excited to be there and they get to stay after after the recording to meet meet the uh the split characters and you know there's a whole plot beat that we'll talk about with the brothers mm-hmm. but um he gets killed uh he gets killed by one or two of the mm-hmm. the uh he, the split characters he gets put in the he, uh the, the saw in half like magic he, box uh but of course, he's just sawn in half, literally. And yeah. it's, it's the goriest part of the movie, actually, because you know they separate the two boxes and there's just like, intestines dropping out. Yeah, it's a pretty cool death scene. I like that one. Yeah, it was not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's distraught by this. She joins up with the others. But when they get to the like the the guy who you know the, who builds them, like his workshop, and mm-hmm. he's in he's in the cage because he's been locked in there by the others. Um, she she basically asks about this this uh, outfit on the wall. And he's like, oh, I was going to build... Because this guy's kind of crazy. He's, he's kind of like really crazy about his creations. He's like, oh, I was going to build uh, a sister for the for the four. And she's like, a fifth split? And he's like, yeah, yeah, she was an owl. And it's, it's, it's got like part of an owl mask. It's, it's almost very Court of Owls, like uh, ba- you know, from <laughs> yeah. Batman. Uh, and she she puts this on and puts on the, the Talon glove and like kills the inventor. And at the end of the movie... Because we don't see her after that until this very ending, where she's driving a little car, knocks this knocks this ex husband or this uh, husband over, and then we just see that she's got all the dead animatronics with her, and she's got the mask on still. It's like no, no, she's snapped. She's one of them now, kind of thing. She's like humming the theme song. Yeah, I I did like actually that sometimes there was there was like a little creepy version of it that played. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a little do 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 do. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It was a nice little thing. Uh, yeah. 
So, no, I mean, that was a fun little idea, I guess. I I think, um, you know, because they did this thing where the, the older brother, Mitch, is kind of flirting with Paige, who works at the, mm-hmm. the studio. Um, and it's kind of weird, and he's not very good at it. But he does go to speak to her uh, because they do this whole thing where people who have stars in the back of their tickets get to, like, stay behind and, like, meet the, the cast and whatnot. And uh, little Harley's upset that they didn't have stars, but he goes and talk- Mitch goes and talks to the, this Paige and says, hey, my, my brother's birthday, he really loves this. Uh, can you, like, you know, get us to stay back? And she's like, just stay back after, and I'll, I'll deal with you. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole lot of little things. Like I felt they could have done more with um. Like the, there's a new like executive president or whatever of uh the studio who comes down and tells the the producer they're canceling the show. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they could be more done with that. It's basically just enough to like make him, you know, give us like a villain who, or not a villain. That's maybe not the right word, but give us a a character who's just a bit of a dick, <laughs> just enough mm-hmm. that we're not upset when he he's killed. You know when he dies, mm-hmm. um, that's basically the entire purpose of it. Uh, same as the, the the husband, like he's just a dick bag, so that we can have someone that we can laugh at getting killed. Yeah, uh, more than anything else. Um, and the, so I forget what was like the reasoning, like why they like start killing people. Like it was the the scientist like was programming them, but I forget why he. It's, it's so thin. Like, is he just crazy? <laughs> no, no, it's so thin. He programmed them, programmed them with the mantra that the show must go on, like the show must always go on. So when oh, they find okay. out the show is cancelled, they just start snapping and killing the adults. They keep the kids though because they want the kids to watch the show and yeah. be a part of the show. Uh, pro- honestly, the most fun I had in the movie was probably when uh, so there's another pair of characters, like, there's like a dad with like a sort of twelve year old girl who's just a little bit older than the others who he wants to like get into Hollywood and be a star and get like a big break. So he's constantly asking about the producer, can I, oh, can we meet the producer? I want to, want to, my girl's talented kind of thing. And it's so annoying. Yeah, <laughs> that, that one scene when he, the girl's uh, page is trying to take a picture and he keeps like bothering her. It was like, uh, well, like I, I really hate like when people can't like take a clue that someone's busy and they keep trying to get their attention and like, oh, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, I mean, he has a fun scene at first of all, actually, where he gets his, uh, f- his face uh, yeah. <laughs> burned. Uh, so, like, I, th- I wish there was kind of more stuff like this, because um, I think this is, like, kind of the crazy B-movie, like, mm. level that I was hoping would be maybe more rampant throughout the movie, because it is, I, I was, like, laughing a lot a lot at the scene, because uh, it's just, like, very funny the way it's, like, shot, and just yeah, to see this guy with a flaming head you've got this big, uh, you know, fake dog, like using a flamethrower with an aerosol can <laughs> and then the guy's face is just literally on fire until it's put out it's just it's a it's a fun looking scene but the most fun i probably had though was when him and the producer who at this point had uh had their fingers snapped uh yeah. by one of the animatronics they're forced to play the game like there's like a almost what, what do you call any of these game shows that kids do it's like a like slip, like the slippery, like a obstacle course kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it was, it was like a kid's obstacle course where there's like a slippery part they have to walk in and they have to climb a wall and then they have to jump in a ball pit and blah, blah, blah. But it's like the two animatronics are making them do this, but it's like really sinister. And like these two people who are already injured are like slipping and sliding. And the guy who had his face burned falls face first into the, into <sighs> the slime. And it's like yeah. sticking to his face, and it just—I was like, "Oh, this is great! Yeah, more demented shit like this, where they're making them like do like an evil version of the show. Like, yeah, this, this is yeah, like that. I like, yeah, yeah, that, that was like really fun. 
um, um you know I, I thought I, even that like a uh, executive lady like her uh actually thought it was like pretty brutal when they showed her like slipping and like she's landing on her like hands that were already broken like that yeah. did kind of make me go back like go like ooh, <laughs> like that is tough yeah that was a good moment and then you know she she thinks she's gotten away because she jumped in the ball pit she's like no i did it i finished the game i finished the game because i've already killed the other guy and then the the, the animatronic just hits on the head with a hammer which is kind of like a, and it's a really good shot actually because you can see it hit her face and her face kind of like goes in a bit. Um, yeah. But it's a, a reference because the first time we meet her, she's complaining that the the, the prop hammer's not big enough, uh, so oh. she gets hit in the face with a hammer, and that's kind of the the ironic demise. Um, I think the reason why the movie kind of doesn't live up to what it could be, apart from maybe just not being as ridiculous as it should, for some of the the back half, is that. Once the characters are aware of what's going on, I think I was expecting more of like a team dynamic where they, okay, they knew there's this danger and they have to try and figure a way out and do that. It never really mm-hmm. felt like there was any actual plan making happening. It was just, you know, yeah. Beth and uh, Mitch, you know, they get separated from the, ki- the young kids and they're looking for them because the young kids have actually been kidnapped and put in a cage by the mm-hmm. animatronics by this point. But they're looking for the kids and they just kind of run into various people at various points. It started to feel like this studio is far too big than what it should be. Because, you know, you've got Paige looking around for phones. You've got um, the producer with the, this uh, dad, you know, in, in the game show part. You've got the, uh, Mitch and Beth kind of looking around on their own. Uh, you've uh, Poppy's still on her own with the boyfriend, I think, you know, like looking after his corpse at this point. Like, yeah. it feels like there's so many different places they could be. And very quickly, it feels like they shouldn't, they should be running into each other more. And it felt like it should be more of a team dynamic. And... And I mean, it kind of comes together, but by the time it comes together, they're already just kind of railroaded into what's happening. There's no, there's no plan. Like yeah. one of my favorite things about movies like this is where it's like, oh shit, we're trapped in this location with these like dangerous beings. What is our plan? How do we try and plan around this? How do we get to where you know my son might be, kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And there's none of that. It's just it feels kind of aimless. It just feels like the characters are just sort of like stumbling through things and are luckily finding things when it's convenient for them to find things. Uh, yeah, I think aimless is like a good way to put it. But yeah, it does yeah. feel like uh, there's a decent amount of characters uh, in this, but they really are um, <laughs> like all split up for most of the movie. And um, yeah, you know, sometimes it's fun. Like you, know, you follow a character and then they, you know, end up in somewhere, uh, you know, for like a cool scene. But then, uh, yeah, it might work a little better to have people being a little more proactive and actually like working together versus kind of just stumbling upon stuff and yeah if you that's the problem it feels like they're still stumbling when we're getting into act three when at some point in act two they should be kind of banding together to kind of like formulate plans or trying to do something i don't know it's kind of weird um but i feel like it was lacking that lacking that and lacking the the animatronics being actually a bit more menacing i think the two main things that this it needs yeah um I, I didn't really like the <laughs> way that the animatronics looked like. Mm. Um, and again, maybe if you are more familiar with the show, maybe it's cool to see like, oh, hey, like, you know, these uh, those look like the characters I, I recognize. But I don't know, just like kind of look like cheap. And um, and again, it feels like so uh, like one of the things I was thinking is like, I wonder if this would have been better as like a maybe like a retro movie where like you said it in like the 80s or 90s or something when a show like this might have been popular because <laughs> mm. like i kept 
having like trouble uh actually imagining people that would go to, like well first of all a studio that would still do like a live kid show like this and like kids that would actually want to go to it uh it seemed like a little weird to me but um yeah i, I don't know like I, I wonder if it maybe would have worked better like if the characters would have uh worked better for me if they were like just actual people in like you know crappy costumes because uh, it seems like you know you could have done that like if you got rid of the robot angle like you could have just had like if they were if they were these you know like diehard actors that like you know find out their show is getting canceled and you know they refuse to let that happen <laughs> you know uh i don't know. honestly it seems like a, a little bit of a better premise to me than like these robots that start going haywire but that's uh, just I'm okay <laughs> i'm okay with the robots as a concept i think the only time they looked good to me was when one guy it's like eye ripped off and it was like the terminator where you could see the red eye like, like i kind of like that once yeah. they started getting like all like torn up like that was cool and like the one like loses its hand like mm. i thought like that was interesting um yeah because then it looks like a little more menacing and demented and stuff but uh yeah before that one that's just they're walking in costumes and stuff i don't know um <laughs> also the uh the one human actor was like so over the top but i do like that he was like uh like i don't know like treating them like they were real people <laughs> or something like he's like angry at them and like yelling at them and that's another character who's just awful and drunk so that we don't care yeah. when he dies that's basically it yeah uh, so no i um I t- i'll tell you i liked um or well, not i like but i i, I liked where am i going with this thought hold on i need to sell the cat's distracting me <laughs> it's a whole thing right hi <laughs> so no i think the uh i like that the the animatronics weren't like indestructible like it wasn't actually that hard to necessarily take one of them out if you know cause, like one oh, gets sure. taken out like halfway through just being been thrown over a balcony and you know i said he's damaged mm-hmm. it's not like they're <laughs> actually terminators yeah so i kind of appreciated that it made it feel like, no, okay, they can fight back. They have a chance of survival if they really need to. Of course, they have no weapons, and you know they're, they're not necessarily the, the right people to be fighting this war, as it were, but at least there is uh, a chance of surviving with them. It never felt like so insurmountable odds that uh, it's ridiculous that they're getting out of this. Uh, I didn't necessarily care all that much, though, when we found them playing, even though I liked the, the, the obstacle course game, when they had like the... the the executive like who was still alive at this point like on the big wheel like oh yeah, yeah. Th- this scene just kind of played weird for me because it felt like uh you know beth ran out and said to all the kids who were there like hey don't don't um don't don't watch this next part because because they say oh it's landed on banana splits and that means they're going to rip off all the limbs of the uh the executive which looks <laughs> fine you know that's, that's what it is um because we find out as well that all of the people who were at the show were killed before they could leave. Like, all, all of the other parents uh, were killed. They find this big room just full of bodies. And it's like, okay, all right. I don't know if we needed that, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, uh, we have to mention there's a good one that kind of reverts. Uh, the elephant uh, basically Harley, like, talks him into being good again. And he, mm-hmm. fights, he fights the other animatronics to save him. And it's kind of this... You know, this is supposed to be, like, a sweet, heroic kind of moment. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fine. I guess <laughs> like I, I didn't really feel like too much about it either way. Uh, like again, maybe if there was, 
more setup or, or something to it, but it really is just kind of like all of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah, like Harley sees him and he's like, you know, um, I, I do think this kid is very stupid because <laughs> he's uh, like they're obviously in like a crazy situation, but he's still acting like these are real people or something because he's like, no, he would never do that. And it's like, kid, come on, <laughs> like you've been seeing some crazy things here, but yeah, pretty much he gets him to agree to help him just by doing his dance with him yes right, reminds him what he's whatever. supposed to be there for he's there to <laughs> entertain children so that's what you continue yeah. doing yeah uh yeah and that was basically it. was was there any other deaths or anything that, that were worth mentioning I, I think we mentioned all the main ones that were were good damn it cat <laughs> uh yeah i think that's about it uh yes uh so pretty much other than the like the end which you know it was just then kind of like yeah, big battle between all of them, and then the uh, I, I forget which one it was, but you know one of them is <clears throat> uh, attacking the mom, and then she uses the weird gift. Oh that yeah, yeah, the yeah. The brother got yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like he's really into fantasy, so his brother got my wand, and he's like, oh, it's it's just a small wand. And he's like, no, 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 press press that button, and it extends like to like three times the length, and it's quite fast as well. And it ends yeah. up being this weapon. Like the mom puts it in his, his the animatronic's mouth and like turns it on, and it just like goes through his head. And I'm like, yeah. why? Why did you give this to a, a nine year old? Like, what, what was the? Yeah, like eventually at some point, if he was using it, like he probably would use it on like a friend or something he's playing with, or like you know, even kind of like use it on himself to see what it's like. And if it can go through like a robot, like, <laughs> yeah, which is like metal, like uh, it's probably gonna do some significant damage when he tries it out on someone else. Yeah, uh, I don't. but I mean, it, it, hey, uh, and I mean, I'm sure when you saw that opening scene, like um, during the birthday when he opens it up, I'm, I'm sure you, you like me were like, all right, well, that's gonna come into play later. Oh sure, yeah, that, that was <laughs> Chekhov's thingy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about it. <laughs> it at least uh, yeah, I and that's like the smallest arc of like the friend or the, the not friends away kind of liking harley by the end like, oh you're not so weird kind of thing yeah yeah because like she didn't want to go at first and then it's like uh because you know she thinks like oh that's like stupid that's baby stuff but then like you can see her while she you have to use your there, hands kind of it's it. like a baby's toy Sorry. yeah <laughs> uh but like um you know I, again like i feel like they could have done more with um you know this idea of like growing up and you know here's this kid who you know his friends are starting to kind of put that stuff away but he's still clinging on to it and then yeah those those yeah uh, they really don't do anything with that they, they do have something at the start where he's he's too old for this show and even though his dad's his dad's been a dick about it like it feels like yeah like there should be an arc here where he does hate kind of have to grow up and like if not give up what he loves at least accept it for what it is and kind of like say no i won't give it up because i like it i don't care how stupid it is like but there's yeah. there's not really any kind of like arc for him <laughs> that comes out of it it's kind of weird now yeah. that you mention it yeah huh. um but i don't know it probably sounds like you know said like a lot of negative stuff uh <laughs> which you know probably did but um i mean you know maybe, maybe being a little overcritical it is still a fun watch like it's uh, it's easy, you know. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's it's dumb fun. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Like, obviously, I mean, I think we've, we've certainly critical because we were suggested a number of ways that could have propelled it into being 
good yeah. or great you know but as yeah. it is it's a fine watchable movie with a couple of fun moments characters who are not excruciatingly painfully listened to mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a plus in the horror genre because a lot of them do have really excruciatingly painful characters to listen to that's true yeah uh, but no that's uh that's the banana splits movie um <clears throat> So I, I guess I guess we're rating it now. Uh, Timmy, what would you rate the Banana Splits movie? Would you rate it one banana, two banana, <laughs> three banana, four banana more? What are you uh, going to do when they ask for more? <laughs> well, uh, I guess I'll give them a, a little bit more. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll go with a five point five. Um, I feel like it's just like a little bit over that kind of midway point of like. Mm-hmm you know liking it uh and i, I don't want to say it, it's not like it's between like and hate but it's more you know a little bit over the you know liking it and eh, not really liking it um but yeah it's still not like you know reaching the the heights that many horror movies do of like the coveted I, six or seven <laughs> score <laughs> i i would describe it as between mediocre and kind of likable that's yeah, that's sure. exactly yeah. where it's landing um so for the second time today in recording i'm going to agree with your score exactly which i don't like i don't like that we're agreeing this much but two in sync yeah is, is this like when uh like you know the menstrual cycle lines up between people who live together like we're, we've been talking about horror movies for too long together now that we're just lining up on a lot of our scores <laughs> Uh, it would be fun to, yeah, I bet, like, if we did, like, a game show or something where, like, you know, someone, like, uh, I don't know, just, like, says a movie or plays, like, a small clip from a movie and then we have to guess what the other person would rate it. Mm. But we'd do pretty good at it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, 5.5 for me as well. Um, not a bad time. Def- you could definitely do much worse. Uh, sure. And the, the thing we're going to record after this is definitely <laughs> on that list. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so um, it, it's a it's another movie it's not the thing movie it's we're saying another movie thing that we're gonna do but not the movie the thing just for clarification because the thing is great <laughs> thank you for that clarification i wouldn't want anyone the john thinking... carpenter thing not the original thing the... i mean the original is fun to watch but yeah <laughs> and and not the remake from a couple of years ago <laughs> talking about the, the carpenter 80s movie called the thing I hope we get. Some a, might even call it John Carpenter's The Thing. I hope we get a sequel to John Carpenter's The Thing, and then we get a sequel to the original 1950s The Thing, and then we'll get a prequel to the prequel slash remake from 2011. Like that, that's going as confusing as Texas Chainsaw with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that sounds about what uh, filmmakers like to do nowadays. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah. Uh, so that has been uh, the Banana Splits movie. It has a decent time. It's not. It's not uh, super hype or anything, but it's it's okay. Uh, so that is uh, that's the that's the show. That's the review. Uh, you can of course let us know what you think of the Banana Splits movie in the comments below. You can like and subscribe. That does help us. As does going to your podcast app, Apple Podcasts being the most common one, and giving us a nice five star rating and review helps more people find us. Uh, Apple recommends it a bit more often because of it. Uh, so please do go and do that and as mentioned uh, halfway through the show uh, check out patreon.com slash tv uh, to support us with your monies uh, but uh, you know check out all the stuff we've got I've, of course it's the Oktoberthon 31 days of horror uh, 31 days of episodes 
and hopefully you're you're having fun with with all the episodes we've had so far and all episodes we have after this and check out maybe other content we have but you're more than uh, cared for in the month of october it'll <laughs> almost feel like there's nothing happening when we go back to one per week uh in november <laughs> Uh, but that has been uh, the Banana Splits movie, so thank you once again for watching or listening, we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies, keep having a fun October guys, and we will see you next time